visit the Downtown Den, join us through our website, all the W's, downtowninbusiness.com. Stay in, stay safe, visit the Downtown Den. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Paul Cadman. I'm Chair of Downtown in Business Birmingham. We are welcoming Matt Jones, who's the Managing Director and Founder of Oxbridge Home Learning. He's the uh, true consummate entrepreneur, winning many, many trophies and awards and accolades around the Midlands and actually wider than that. We'll come on to that. Matt, I've known you for a number of years. Obviously, we've got quite a good working relationship and things like that around the city of Birmingham. You know, it's a tribute to you that the amount of things that you do around the city, the amount of people that you help out. We'll come on to that in a minute. Let's spend a minute or two, if you will, please, just introducing yourself. Welcome to Downtown in Business Den. Hi, Paul. Well, thanks very much. That's, um, that was a very nice introduction, actually. I uh, have to remember to post that fiver out to you as I'm not allowed to hand it to you anymore. But uh, yeah, so, um, well, yeah, I'm Matt Jones, founder and MD of Oxbridge. We, um, we're an online learning provider. We help about 10,000 students a year. Um, things have been really, uh, really interesting over, over the period. I'm sure we'll get on to that in a bit. But uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm interested to understand exactly what courses that you do offer and things like that. So if you can spend a minute or two just talking about, you know, the preference of courses that you offer, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, we actually offer a really eclectic mix of courses. Um, everything from bookkeeping and accountancy, uh, beauty therapy, all the way through to traditional qualifications like A-levels and GCSEs across a range of, uh, range of <clears> subjects. Um, we tend to find that the people that uh, come and study courses with us, again, are the same eclectic mix. Uh, so we will take, um, I think our youngest student's nine years old. Um, our older student, uh, know her by name, she's 94 years old. So there really is a, a, a mix of demographics across what we offer. But we really celebrate that actually. Poses a few challenges, but uh, we, we really celebrate having that, that good mix of, of really uh, motivated students. So when did the business start? I know that you and your partner Stacey are the mainsteads of the business and run the business and things like that, but when did the business actually kick off? So Oxbridge was founded in 2015. Um, we, so we're in our fifth year now. Uh, we've seen uh, good positive growth um, since day one, really. Um, but it's, you know, it's not just about us, it's, it's about the team and the people that are you know, really behind Oxbridge are that fantastic team of people that we've got. So if you could encapsulate what your USPs are as a company, what would it be and what are they? So in terms of USPs, we, um, we don't tend to like to look at the, the existing market. We, we like to break new ground. So we look at, we, we talk really in depth to our students and find out what their pain points are. That's, that's the one thing that leads us. So what that's led us to um, understand is that actually people want that support and reassurance when they're, when they're not quite sure. So that led us to produce this, um, let's call it a USP called unlimited tutor support. So um, if you're the kind of person that just whizzes through courses, then that's fine. But if you're the kind of person that needs that daily interaction, that's okay too. So we cater for every, um, 
every level across that spectrum uh, and that's really important to us so making sure that we can help people at all levels but again turning to that um, American style customer service so if you need something or you need to talk to us or you need some help just pick up the phone come on to live chat pop us an email over come in for a coffee into the office you know whatever suits you ultimately my belief is that we should be there to service uh, our customers our students uh, not the other way around so we tend to be where they are I'll tell you what I found really interesting looking at your website and some of the stats and things like that. The website's good. It flows really well. The information's crystal clear and things like that. You're talking about COVID, you're talking about updates and you're talking about strategies around that. We'll certainly come on to that in a minute. But like one of the stats that hit me is 97% pass rate for A-levels and 33% of those pass with A's or if not above that. That's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. So yeah. how, how, why? Are these people retaking A-levels or these people that are picking up that subject for the first time and just being guided through your courses? You know, what's the demographic? Interesting question. So uh, we really celebrate that. That's something that we should be really proud of. And uh, we, we celebrate that success of students. Now, a couple of reasons why. Well, our courses are all self-funded um, so people generally because they've had to dig into their own pockets are a bit more motivated to complete um, so that that certainly helps it's not the 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 main factor the main factor is again going back to that unlimited tutor support and ultimately the quality of our course materials as well so we spend a long time and a lot of effort producing uh, the courses that we produce so everything we produce is our own so we we write those courses and author them from scratch in-house we look at best practice we look at some really interesting teaching methodologies um, i won't bore you with the with the details on that but it's safe to say that when we benchmark against you know traditional colleges and schools yes our, our results are generally better and that's because uh, we take people on a learning journey and you can dip in and out of our courses whenever you want. So, you, you know, you go back to the, the whole thing about USPs. Well, one of the ones I didn't mention is that we, we offer all of our students this, this concept of ultra personalized learning experiences. And essentially that's just a fancy way of saying you can study anytime, anywhere, anyhow. Um, so if you know, you're on the train into work or uh, I don't know, you're in the bath or you're sitting out in your garden, you've got that flexibility to be able to learn wherever you want. And our course is split down into, into micro uh, chunks, really. So you can pick up 20 minutes here and there. Whereas in a traditional classroom, you're going to have to sit there for hours at a time when, when you're told you need to be there. And that might not be the best time for you. You know, If you've got kids, being in a classroom is not, um, not an easy thing to do at, say, 6 p.m. Uh, on an evening. So that's always something that you know, we wanted to fix as a challenge. So... You know, a lot of our students, they'll post selfies on our, our social media with glasses of wine and a cup of tea and things like that. And we really celebrate that. So there's, there's many factors that contribute to those really high success rates. But, you know, really awesome, motivated students are really are what the heart is for us. I think what I'm taking out of that is your attention to detail and, you know, you're looking at every step of the process and things like that. It has your personal sort of print yeah. all over it and things like that. I mean, let, let, let's take that into you. Let's have a look at you as a true entrepreneur and some of the things that you've done. We've had uh, a few different meetings. We've had a couple of breakfasts and dif discussions at different events and things like that. Well, we've looked at your business. We've looked at you and things like that. And I mean, are you all the person that's driving the business or is it the team? 
can, are you a true entrepreneur? Can you take hold of things and not let them go? Or are you good enough and have you uh, a solid mindset to offload on people? Where do you sit? Which side of the fence? It's, um, it, it's a difficult one to answer, actually, Paul, because I know what I should say. Um, yeah. And I know what the team would probably say about me. So that, that's a work in progress for me. I, um, I do like to have uh, an involvement in, in all aspects of the business. However, I'm very mindful that uh, I just need to get out of everyone's way and let them get on with it. Um, I think it was Steve Jobs, wasn't it, that said, what's the point in employing great people and then telling them what to do? It should be the other way around. You know, and I very much enjoy listening to the team and, and their suggestions. And that goes, um, you know, that goes for all levels. So it doesn't matter what position you are within the business. Um, you still have an equal voice. And actually, there's, there's plenty of things we do as, a, as an organisation which gives people that voice at all levels. Um, I'm a firm believer in that the whole company should collaborate together. Uh, very much you'll hear me talk about, we have company stand-ups, we don't really do meetings very often. So what we tend to do is just, we'll, we have an open plan office, so we'll all, I mean, not at the moment, but uh, we'll, we'll all huddle together and have a, have a quick chat about a problem. And that tends yeah. to get things solved pretty quickly. Um, I'm not a big fan of long lengthy meetings. Um, but what's nice about that is that um, a lot of our meetings are all at the same time, same time every month. So, you know, we'll have a, a communications meeting or we'll have a, an academic meeting. They're at the same time every month. So if you work in a completely different department, you are welcome to come and join that meeting and get involved and understand what's going on. And, you know, that level of transparency is really important to me. And letting people understand across the entire business what's going on we write all of our numbers and figures on the board on the wall and um, so everyone gets access to every bit of information within our business and that's that's really interesting because we like to share information across the business as well and the reason we do that is and, and some people might kind of turn their noses up at that and think well you know why are you sharing management data across the business well we do that because i might share something with you and you might make sense of it and i i might be struggling with it so it's good to see things from different uh, different angles so we we're very much about that so back to the original question um i very much see my position as md at oxbridge being really there to to provide the tools and the working environment and the experience for people and then just get out of their way and let them get on with it because ultimately that's that's really what my role as MD is. I think if you look at uh, some of the successful entrepreneurs, some of the traits that you're displaying are their traits and things like that and, I, and, and we, we're not going to get onto the question of entrepreneurs born or created and things like that because we've all got our opinions on that but I think you, during your journey as an entrepreneur you need to fail you need to go bankrupt or almost very close to bankruptcy. You need to put your house up, you know, your relationships, everything goes on the line. And you learn trades and you learn skills and things like that. Certainly by what you're saying and things like that, you know, offloading, you know, your thoughts, including all the management information to your workforce is absolutely right. Employ, you know, go out and employ people that are more intelligent than you, that are better than you, that are doing the job that you want them to do. All of a sudden, you sit at the back and you lead from the back. And I think that, that those traits are obviously showing through how the company's grown, how successful it is. So when did you start off in, with how many people and where are you now? How many are you employing? Yeah, sure. So well, day one, um, I suppose there was really just myself um, sitting in a shed in my garden. So that's, that's where Oxbridge started. Um, 
Today, we've got 25 people based in our Birmingham office. Welcome. In fact, they're based around the Midlands at the moment in their, uh, yeah. probably sitting in their pajamas, um, which is why I love doing video calls with them. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're 25 based in the Midlands, and then we have about 45, 50 people that work remotely um, around the country mainly, but there's a few people that work internationally as well. So when we all had to leave on, when the government announced that we were, uh, were all to go home, actually we just grabbed our laptops and, and left it wasn't a big deal for us because you know 60 percent of our our team already worked from home so it wasn't that big a deal um it, it's taken some adjust uh, adjustment but you know the technology and the working practices were already there so it wasn't that uh, that concern for us so how's your business doing at the moment let's get on to covid let's actually ask how the business is doing are you thriving i noticed that you're off bring 20% contribution from the company, almost you personally, to people taking Absolutely. on courses. So you've turned a very negative situation with a COVID round into a positive one by you offering personally, you know, the business underwriting 20% of all costs. So you're going out there, you're making a difference, you're giving a contribution and things like that. Has it worked? Has it improved? You know, you yeah, absolutely. So, well, back to the original comment talking about COVID. Well, at least we're not talking about Brexit now, anyway. So that's a start, yeah. isn't it? Um, it's it's an interesting time, isn't it? Uh, I'm not going to make any serious comments about it. I, I don't profess to understand it all that well, but um, it's it's a worrying time for people and a really uncertain time. And yes, we've um, we've released well. About a month ago, we released a bursary fund of £35,000. And what we did is we, we set that money aside and said, look, this is going to go and help as many people as we possibly can. There's lots of people being made redundant. There's people being furloughed. And there's people in that you know level of uncertainty. So we just wanted to give them that helping hand uh, to to at least go on and do something else. Uh, you know, one of the only things you can currently do while you're furloughed is, is study and, and do some learning. So we wanted people to come out of, of this crisis with perhaps a new skill or an extra qualification. We've, we've got some really good news for you, um, which is that, um, well, that money's run out. So that's, that's kind of bad news, um, but that's helped almost 200 people uh, that right. traditionally may not have had access to a course. So, we feel like we've done our, our bit. Well, you've never quite done your bit, have you? So you always feel like you need to do more. So what we've decided is uh, we've dug deep and we found some more money. Um, so we're, we're upping that bursary fund now to £60,000. And that's coming out of our pocket. And that's going to help fund perhaps the next 200 students as well. So we'll do our little bit to help where we can. You know, the, we, we try and look after our community and, and our learners. And this goes some way. It's, it, you know, it's never enough. But it's it's what we can do, and you know we will continue to help support where we can. So I mean, thirty five thousand pounds to sixty thousand pounds coming out of the business off the bottom line yeah. is a, is a fantastic gesture, and you know thank you very much for doing that, and thank you very much keeping the business going. So you haven't furloughed anybody; the whole business is up and running, and it's still still going at uh, great strides yeah absolutely i would like to think if you were a martian and you sort of spoken to us three months ago um and you speak to us today as well you wouldn't really notice a front-end difference um okay. so we you know from day one we planned in the technology that we could work remotely we could work anywhere really um and partly that was a selfish reason because i like traveling so i quite like grabbing my laptop and my phone and and being somewhere different so that, that was always planned in from day one. So we had the technology and 
I would like to think that students aren't noticing a difference at all. Um, it's what we were set up to do. So um, sort of lead by example, really, on that one. Fantastic. Uh, and, and I'm of the same mindset. You'll often see me in 200 degrees or somewhere else with a laptop. Have laptop, will travel and business is there. So working from home has made really not a lot of difference to me. Maybe it's cutting down and socialising a bit. Lost a bit of weight and feel a bit healthy. But hey. So we've, we've had five years of your entrepreneurship leading the business and things like that. You've got other ideas, haven't you? Other businesses that you want to look at. What, what's going to take you out of your business? What's going to motivate you to look at other businesses? I think it's, um, it's an interesting time for Oxbridge. So, of course, that requires still lots and lots of my time and input. And, you know, we get, we're, we're growing rapidly. And, of course, that has its, it, you know, its inherent problems and things that need to be solved. Um, it, it goes further for me. I, I, you know, I'm really interested in, in doing what we can to help and develop people. And I think, really, for me, one of the focuses is... Uh, and it always will be is having people job ready when they've um, done a course or done some learning or some professional development. I think one of the and, and this is no slur on any educational institute, but a lot of graduates leave after doing a course and they are not ready to work. And I just think it's it, it's crazy in this day and age that we're not teaching people how to <coughs> how to interact you know how to shake hands make eye contact uh, and those real world skills so we try and teach that where we can um i think one of the next things for us is we're we're looking to release a um a bunch of short courses that are going to help deal with these exact issues actually and just before we uh you know we all had to leave that was very much in the uh, in the immediate plan but um yeah very much so 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 my focus over the next few years is getting people you know ready to work and, and and having those people job ready it's it's such an important life skill i went um i visited a school uh, a school in edgebaston not long ago and i was absolutely blown away by those kids and i walked in i was greeted eye contact handshake and welcomed into the school by a by a pupil and it, it really it, it kind of took my breath away really I didn't I didn't expect it because most of the you know kids that you speak to haven't got those life skills anymore and I think, I think it's someone, something we should be teaching them and celebrating. I think I've got uh, two comments to put on that I see as a patron of Employability UK which is okay. a, yeah, yeah. a charity yeah. and that's exactly what they do they run courses mm. they get um, you know people away from looking at technology and focusing eye contact and things like that but I remember going into Aston University Engineering Academy and walking in there for an open day, being greeted by students, exactly the same thing, eye contact, handshake, hello, my name is such and such and things like that. Let me take you through to the room. What, you know, what, what do you do, Paul? Where are you from? What's going on? And then by the time that we'd walked maybe 100 yards, a student knew everything about me and all that sort of stuff. And I remember going into the room and looking at my iPhone and that student had sent me a LinkedIn request. Brilliant. So they've been told all about LinkedIn, they've been told about social media, the eye contact, the way to conduct themselves, the professionalism, and, and they were sharp. And that sort of mindset, I think we need to portray across and put across and things like that. So I'm glad that you put on that. But what, what other business interests are you looking at? Because last time we spoke, you were going to pick up on some other businesses, wasn't you? I think it's um the answer is not sure at the moment uh, as i say okay. oxbridge is taking up a lot of a uh, lot of my time and that's very much the focus at the moment um there are i i'm a shareholder in quite a few tech businesses um doing some really interesting things with uh, with software and um 
one of the businesses I'm an investor in has got um, it, it it's a it's a physical device that makes energy from well electricity for motion which is quite an, an interesting concept um, so very much interested in um, in helping small startups um, just improve really and you know the, the community's been really kind to me really supportive and I feel like I I'm at a stage where I should be giving that back so um, I do try and mentor where I can and especially these early stage startups that just need that little helping hand you said before you know you have to have taken a few battle scars to get to a position where yeah. um, you can make some <clears throat> decisions and I think I think any business person or entrepreneur or you know whatever term you want to coin if they don't have some battle scars are they really an entrepreneur? You know, you have to have been through the bad times to understand the good as well and actually celebrate the good times and enjoy them as well. So um, very much, I think, uh, I see my position as, at the moment as, uh, as helping, a helping hand for others, really. I think one of, one of my strap lines is it's not what you know, not who you know, it's who knows you. And we talked about that, didn't we? It's, yeah. it's about who knows you, being yeah. that go-to person for advice and things like that. So you go through stages in your life, don't you? You talk about your profile, you know, your persona, and you go through to that, and then you talk about who you are, and then you talk about actually what you are, you know, and things like that. And you need to be that go-to person. The way that you become that go-to person is you've got to be known. And the way that you have sort of taken yourself in your, your, your professional sort of journey is by setting up a business, getting the business consolidated, that it's running well, great profile, you know, great processes, good, strong business, and then actually going out there and celebrating your successes via winning awards and getting recognition that way. Talk me about your mindset of why you've gone out to win so many awards, and, and I couldn't list them all because I was Googling it yesterday, and there was that many different awards. Your trophy cabinet's going to be, you know, bursting at the seams, certainly. But well, talk, me, talk me through the mindset of going through that journey why you do it and what it meant has meant to you well it's it's funny because we actually had to buy a new trophy cabinet which um <laughs> you know traditionally i'm i'm not really the <laughs> thank you paul yeah um, i'm not really the kind of person that that goes out shouting about themselves so i just um just while you were saying that i i think back to the first few um you know networking events that i went to years ago and i remember being that guy that stood there in the corner not really communicating with anyone i had my cup of coffee with me and didn't really know what to do and you know that's i'm not the kind of person that likes chatting about myself so you know entering awards and things like that were not really um you know natural to me uh, you know saying oh we're you know we're great at this we're great at that i am more of a type of person that likes to prove myself show results and um, you know if I enter a business relationship with someone I like to under promise and overachieve uh, that's very much the way that I do business and so so yeah writing um, well entering awards was a quite a difficult one for us to well for, for me personally to, to go for because I just kind of assumed that we were the same as everyone else and we were just getting on with things and you know doing what we do didn't really consider that probably we were doing a better job than than a lot of organizations so that that was quite interesting yeah so we oxbridge has won quite a few awards 18 in total over the last two years wow. um, and i you know i'm blown away by it we we had some really great success um uh, yeah uh, still as you can probably tell still a bit speechless about it still it's still a little bit um of an unknown to us in in respect of well 
you know, why did we deserve it over everyone else? Well, the honest answer is if I take a step back from the position I'm in and, and look at what we do for people and, and what we do for the team and what we do to help the community, well, absolutely, we deserve every single one of them. Um, but, you know, it, it's something that I, I suppose I did it, I did it backwards, really. So we got the business success. We, um, you know, we started making headway there. And that's when I went out and met, um, well, the Birmingham community, really. So I guess mine went a little bit backwards. And then we entered a few awards and won the lot. So, yeah, really happy about that. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd urge other great businesses to do the same thing. I think what I pick up on you from you is that, yeah, it is a celebration of the business. It's a great way of grounding profile and things like that. But actually, you've won a lot of awards of yourself, you know, and you've been recognised yourself personally. So I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't think it's a thing of boasting. I think it's a thing of confidence. And I think it's celebrating and sharing your successes, which is exactly what you've done. And you've done that particularly well. And I noticed that you sponsor a number of awards and you do put back and things like that. And following the conversations that we've had, you know, you're where, where can I help or how can I get involved in charities and support people and things like that. The door with you is always open, which, which is excellent and things like that. So how, how has downtown in business benefited you? Uh, you know, have you had any feedback? Have you had any interactions? Have we put any money in your pockets? You know? Well, it's, um, it, it's always traditionally difficult for, um, you know, a business to consumer style business like ours um, to benefit greatly from um, business networking. It, it is generally difficult. Uh, what I would say uh, about, you know, downtown in Birmingham is that the, the network itself is fabulous. Um, I've been to a couple of events now and they've been really enjoyable. And actually the people that you get to meet in the room, it's not, not strictly what you would expect in terms of, um, I mean, I'm sure you're the same. The worst thing when you go to an event is when someone comes up to you, hi, I'm so-and-so from so such a business. Would you like to buy this or can I sell you that? Mm. For me, that that's not of interest. It's, it, it's about forging those deep relationships and actually having something meaningful where you can, you know, you can have the confidence to even recommend people that you've met in that respect. And I think it's what I found from the, you know, the downtown and business network is that actually it's a bunch of people that just want to get together, help each other and, you know, share those, um, those experiences and share those well, problems as well and, uh, and solutions. And there's, so nice bunch of people. There's a, there's a B&I quote that I quite like, which is give us gain. And I think that yeah. the mindset of the people that's in downtown business have that mindset. So I install in people that it is, what can I do for you? You know, how can I service you? How can I help you? What can I do for you? And work and business and everything else always comes back to you. And I think the, the maturity of the business networking that we have and the people that we have is quite interesting. And I, I think there's, there's only one thing that I'm going to criticise you for is that you don't switch on networking. You're a true networker. You know, networking is a lifestyle, isn't it? You wake up in the morning, you wake up in the morning and you start your networking. I've seen you on social media, I've seen you doing different things, interacting, giving your views, that's your networking and things like that. So that's where we go from there. Okay, so we've got a few minutes left. What's your pearls of wisdom? So we're going to set up some young entrepreneurs. We're going to help them come through. We're, we're looking to do something with downtown business that we, we can encourage and support entrepreneurs. So being a young entrepreneur, 
what advice, and this is a classic sort of uh, question, would you be giving to a young Matt Jones sort of five or ten years ago? What would you give him as a strong advice now? I think it's um, it's a really interesting question. I guess it's one of those that we probably should tailor for, uh, for each scenario. But um, mm. I think the advice that I would give to myself is, you know, have a go, be confident about it. And it's not, it's okay to fail. You know, if things go wrong, talk about them. You know, it's, it's, it's something that we should be um, confident to share. So, you know, if, if you speak to someone and all they've seen is success, and, and this is um, gambler syndrome, isn't it? Is you only ever hear about a gambler's success. You never hear about the bets that went wrong. And I think that's, um, that's something that you need to be concerned about as a, as a business person or entrepreneur as well, which is, look, you know, you learn from failure and that's one of the, the biggest places where you actually gain. And unless you get it wrong um, and, and most importantly learn from those uh, times when it goes wrong, it's very difficult to pave a way to get, um, you know, to see proper success in the future as well. If someone says they've got everything right, then they're lying to you. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, and, and it's okay to make mistakes. The important thing is that we learn from those mistakes and, you know, hats off to anyone that just has a go. Um, that's, that's a really important bit of um, information I can pass on to young Matt Jones, which would be just have a go. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, but there's a chance it might go right. And that's really important. Superb. So Matt Jones, Managing Director and Founder of Oxbridge Home Learning. It's been fabulous. Just to recap on certain things, you set up bursary, you was offering £35,000. That's been used up, so you've dug deep. You've raised that up to £60,000 that you've done that. You're making a company-wide and personal contribution of 20% to anybody that wants to take a course on during this, you know, unprecedented times during the COVID sort of crisis and things like that. You give in, you're giving and giving. You've sat here now giving your worldly wise advice, you know, multiple uh, winning entrepreneur. And I just want to say thank you very much for attending Downtown in Business Den. And it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, spending time with you. Thank you. Likewise, Paul, and thanks for having me.